when was the last time you tried to learn something new? Learn how to play the cello or learn a foreign language. And you think, wait, I just started this, but why am I not awesome at it yet? Today, we talk about the seasoning of your growth and we toast to your future success. So grab a glass of wine or coffee or water or whatever it is and be ready for that. Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch. Let's get started. I just finished an interesting documentary. I think it's called The King. It was interesting enough that I remember the message of it, but not the title. And it's about Ronnie Coleman. Now, Ronnie is a elite bodybuilder. So in bodybuilding, it, the, the most elite is Mr. Olympia. And so he was an eight-time Mr. Olympia bodybuilding champion. Now, I know this is it's maybe more popular now than it was back then, but back in the nineties when he was having his reign in early two thousands, it was, it wasn't as popular. People didn't see it as much. And these guys were just absolute freaks and they still are to a degree. The people that are top of the world in bodybuilding, I know it's not very mainstream. So the documentary was very good. You should go check it out. If you like watching, I just love watching high performance. I love watching champions at anything. And this guy was the best. And also I grew up in the Dallas, Texas area and he was a cop when I was in high school. He was a cop in Arlington, which is in the Metroplex area. And so I've always known who Ronnie Coleman is. We all knew where he worked out as we got into fitness and stuff. And of course we were never into bodybuilding or anything like that, but we knew who Ronnie Coleman was. He was the best. And as I was watching his documentary, a lot of things stood out, but one that I wanted to share with you today, he did his first Mr. Olympia, which is the, the, again, that's the top, the pinnacle, the peak, whatever industry you're in, whatever hobby you're in, this was the top one. And he did it in 1993, and he didn't even get placed. He didn't even, t- you know, top 20 or so. I don't even know what he got. It was it was not good. So he came back a year later, and then he did a little bit better. Came back a little bit better. Came back the next year a little bit better. And he went for. I was doing the math in my head. I think it was seven or eight years. He came back to the Olympia every year to compete, and it was year seven or eight where he won. His let's just call it his eighth. I don't remember. It's irrelevant. But his eighth year in bodybuilding, he won. Now I've done some fitness stuff in the back of in the in the past. I've talked about it on past episodes where I did it for two years, but I had about a four month preparation, and I went from normal guy to try to be really lean to be in a, a, a fitness show, which is bizarre. Go back to find those other episodes. Uh, it's something about challenges. One of the first early twenty episodes, and so I have a little bit of an opinion about how this goes. When I was doing my preparation for the fitness show, you want to be as lean as possible. You want to be as ripped as possible on stage, which is for sure. It's funny to say that because it's definitely not a focus of, of mine, nor should it be one of yours. But to do that, you have to really slowly deplete your body. And so you start to take in less calories. And when you get about four weeks out or eight weeks out, you eat less and less and less, which means you have less and less energy. And everything else kind of suffered. I was kind of grouchy dad when you don't have carbs for two weeks. And then at the end, you don't get salt for a while. And at the very end, you don't get any water to get all the water out of your cells and make your skin stretch really tight across your skin, uh, right across your muscles. And that's when you look really ripped and shredded and crazy. It's very unhealthy in hindsight. Would not recommend. Don't think you should do it. But my point is it's incredibly difficult. And I did it at a super amateur level as a dad in his mid-30s with three kids in Colorado to do an amateur competition at a local. It was held at a high school. That was our stage. My point is I can only imagine the amount of stress and work and time it takes to compete at the highest level and the stress you have to take your body through. I would guess about two hours of working out a day, really restrictive diet. He still held down his police officer job and he did it for eight years. 
that's crazy. Think of all that work that went into that to go and not win and go again and not win and work for, I worked for four months and it almost killed me. And he worked for eight years before he won. And then he won, I think it was eight in a row. So he was on top of his game from 1998 to 2006 or something like that. He was the champ. He was the best ever. And it just reminded me that things just take time. I, I still find myself now, uh, let's see, six or seven months into this podcast, a year and a half into my almost two years into my agency business. Uh, I started to launch the one hour funnel in April or May. And it's not where I want it to be. And that's totally fine. My mindset is so strong around this. But it's been four or five months. I was with Jay Fazette last week on Friday talking about planning out 2019. And we had lunch halfway through the day. And I said, hey, why do you think I'm not where I want to be? And he said, how long have you been doing this? I was like, eh, five months or whatever the math is. He's like, hey. Uh, and he paused. I said, give it a minute. And he's, he laughed. He said, yeah, give it a minute. Cheers to giving it a minute. And we clinked our glasses and said, let's cheers to give it a minute, like to stop expecting things to happen so fast. And I know all this, and I've told you all this on the podcast, and I've experienced all this in my life that right when I started, so the other, the other thing I wanted to tell you, a little secret for you podcast listeners, over the weekend, I was traveling quite a bit, and I listened to a lot of the early episodes of the show, and I wondered, as we're picking up a lot of listeners, lots of momentum, I wonder what the first episode sounded like, you know, the audio quality right now, I don't, I'm not in my studio, I don't have my normal microphone, so I know this episode's not amazing, but over time, the production quality's gotten better. I've gotten more clear. I've gotten better at the craft of podcasting and the early ones. And I thought, I wonder if they're just total garbage, like really embarrassing and I should take them down. But of course, I'm going to leave them up. So if you're newer to this podcast, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the early episodes because it's documenting my journey of starting the one hour funnel business. I started a webinar. It was like episode three or four. The webinar didn't go well. It didn't sell anything. So spoiler alert. Um, I think you say spoiler alert before you spoil it. I did, I did it the back, the backwards there. Sorry about that. Um, it didn't work. And then like episode seven, I sounded kind of not depressed, but like I sounded kind of sad, like, Hey, this isn't going well. Like it's not, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. And it's so funny to listen back to that and go, dude, give it a second. Like you can't do four podcast episodes, one webinar, you know, to 30 Facebook fans to cold traffic, to not get any sales and like get disappointed. So uh, it's funny to watch me go through that as well. That's why I, I love documenting. I love if you're doing anything out there too. I think documenting your journey is incredibly interesting. Podcasting, journaling, blogging, just to look back and say, where was I at? What was my mindset like? What was my approach like to that? So cheers to all of you for giving it a minute. I have a, a, a an Americano right here next to me and I'm toasting you right now to whatever you're working on in your business to give it a minute. And it took Ronnie Coleman eight years and it took I was talking to Jay, it took him 10 years or so, 15 years to really get in a place where he felt like his business was going to be successful um, or like whatever modicum of success that meant to him. And then I was talking about this previous company that I had worked at and he said, how long did it take you guys to crack a million bucks? And I said, it took us, when I was there, we did it in 2011, I think. And so that would have been seven years of the company being a company or eight years of the company being a company. And I was there in 2006 was when I first started 2006, 2008, I became full-time. So since I was there, it took years and years and years and years. And he just kind of laughed and it's like, okay, so just be aware that it takes a while to make anything happen. I guess there's those lightning in a bottle type people or, or inventions or YouTubers, or there's a virality component there, but there's much more joy and predictability and growing a slow tribe of people and a slow movement 
over the long haul. So if you're like me and you thought it would go faster for you, whatever it is, blogging, podcasting, YouTubing, journaling, speaking, thinking, teaching, coaching, selling, whatever it is, it, it takes a while and that's totally okay. And so enjoy the process along the way.